Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Well, it is a beautiful, beautiful day in Israel. I came from a sunny, mild climate down south, where I was for the weekend, up back into the Jerusalem area to rain, not heavy, but gray, cold, you need a coat. Where I was, people were wearing even shorts. Unbelievable. Just like an hour and 15-minute drive, and you see such a difference in weather. All right, today we're going to be talking about the politics of money, or should I say the politics of your money. What does that mean? Also, the Ukraine and Taiwan. Hmm. Well, we know those two words are going to make us trigger the word in our head, war, an invasion by the bigger countries bordering it. And Munich... And Beijing, what that's about, I have no idea, but my guest does. (laughs) So he'll be telling us all about that. We have Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem joining us on the show today. By the way, this is a live show. You can call in if you have any comments or questions for our guest on the topics that we're talking about. Feel free to call in. The numbers are on the top of our homepage at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. This show is live if you're listening on Sunday, 4 p.m., to 5 p.m. holy time right here in the land of Israel, or if it's 10 a.m. Or, or if you're in the, I should say, the, the U.S. East Coast, it means that we are live at 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., right? No, 9 to 10 a.m., 9 to 10 a.m. U.S. Eastern time. All right, I want to remind you all that I am doing lots and lots of video interviews with some amazing people, people that I've never interviewed before, people uh, who are doctors and scientists overseas. I've been interviewing people here in Israel who are demonstrating on the streets, whether they're right wing or left wing. And um, even Roseanne, that's right, Roseanne. You know Roseanne, the comedian. I interviewed her last week. How can I forget to tell you that? If you want to see all of these interviews, they're around an hour, a little bit less, maybe a couple of minutes more if we had to finish up but you can watch as long as you want. Go to our website at israelnewstalkradio.com slash category slash videos, and you will find all of my videos there. Or you can just go to israelnewstalkradio.com and click on the videos tab in our menu bar. Or you can even write me, and I'll send you a link. All right, we'll be right back. Hello, I am Walter Bingham. If you want to hear the news behind the news and the true perspective on world affairs, then The Walter Bingham File is the program for you. We bring you interviews with the movers and shakers, political commentaries, and on-the-spot reports of events as they happen. All here every Tuesday, 4 p.m. Israel Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. And it's all archived on our website. Make it a date. We are back here at the Tamar Yuna Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. 
And we're going to be talking about what's going on in the world. Uh, we're going to start out, we're going to be talking about the Ukraine and Taiwan, two countries that are bordered by big, big monster countries. <laughs> and they're due for a possible invasion and or, and or war. And Munich and Beijing. And we're going to talk now about the politics of money. Cha-ching! Our guest is... Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem, he's a researcher, former lecturer at Ben-Gurion University, and has authored over 80 books and 400 research papers on science, history, and more. He commentates on Mideast and world issues. Welcome to the show, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. Thank you. All right. So, where would you like to start? Well, let's take a very brief dip into history for a moment. Um, about 100 some odd years ago, um, the United States created what was then what was called the um, the United States Federal Reserve System. Remember, it's not a single bank; it's a system of banks. It's a system of institutions. There are there's the central and there are the regional Federal Reserves, and there are differences between them. Now, the Federal Reserve originally was an institution which was supposed to be independent from politics. Of course, they're all human beings, so it's nothing totally independent of politics. But this was a theory, and it was supposed to be responsible for looking at long-term monetary policy. Remember, there's a difference between monetary policy and fiscal policy. Fiscal policy talks about how you spend your money. Monetary policy talks about how much money exists. Very much oversimplifying things, but basically that's the that's the idea. So the Federal Reserve System was given a set of tools to work with. The first tool was simply what's called a quantitative. In other words, how much money is out there? They can run the presses, as the expression goes. At, at the time when it was created, they were actually physical printing presses. Today, of course, they're, they're digital. They're not really, not really talking about printing physical dollars, but that's, that's an irrelevancy. The second tool that we're given was the price of money. How much does money cost? In other words, interest rates, basically. And then there's a third tool, which is less well known. People don't really think about this very much because it's more, I would probably say, I'm guessing, I'm not certain, almost exclusively in the hands of the regional reserve banks. And that is who has access to the money. In other words, you can tell Bank A, you cannot get a loan from me. And you can tell Bank B, yes, I will give you a loan. So you can decide what, what uh, financial institutions remain in play and which ones either fade away or collapse catastrophically. Okay. So that, that's just a brief explanation of the Federal Reserve and its system and how it works and what it does. Of course, there are a great many ramifications to this. I mean, do they, do, is, is the money injected via uh, uh, purchasing of bonds in the market, which is what's been what, what Federal Reserve has been doing for the past, past uh, 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 many years, or is it done in other ways? There are all sorts of methods, but we're not going to go into all that right now. The first thing that people need to be very, very much aware of is that. Many actions in terms of monetary policy or monetary policy adjustments 
only show up very much later at a future time. There are always time delays. They can be long or they can be variable time delays. There are lags between a monetary policy choice and the effects that it has or the cumulative effects that it has. So, for instance, um, a, a federal policy can say, well, let's increase the money supply. It's called today quantitative easing, increasing the money supply. And that will have an immediate effect, some immediate effect, but its real effect is a long term. It takes time for this to really uh, trickle down throughout the economy. The American economy, of course, is very large, so everything takes time before it has an overwhelming effect on the economy. And this is one of the things that experts at the Federal Reserve are supposed to be aware of. They're not. They're supposed to be less uh, uh, sensitive to political pressures. Again, taking into account that they're human beings and we're all fallible and we're all uh, uh, subjective. Of course, they are um, uh, subject to to, to uh, uh, political processes and to political policies. They're, after all, they are appointed by the political echelon. Uh, they're not elected officials. They're appointees. Um, but again, the theory is that they are supposed to be less affected by politics. What has happened, however, particularly since the Obama administration, is that the Federal Reserve has become, like almost every other Washington-based institution, has become highly politicized. So, for instance, in the choice that I mentioned before of who has access to capital and who has less access and et cetera, and things like that, um, um, for the past many years now, at least since the um, uh, financial crisis of a, 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 about 12 years ago, 2008-9, who has access to the money has become very much a political issue. It is no longer simply, pardon me, the, pardon the use of the term, simply a question of who is most uh, likely to use it better. That's part of the process of politicization of the money money supply. This is the things, some of the things that you, Tamara, you've been talking about a lot over the last uh, uh, period of time about the idea of uh, electronic wallets, about the idea of being able to track money and things like this. Going to a cashless society, right. Yeah, cashless society is, uh, appears on the surface to be just a question of, well, what are we going to use? Are we going to use physical bills, uh, pieces of paper, or are we going to use only digital? But it's, it's it, the actual ramifications are much more severe and much more subtle at the same time. Well, yes. I mean, I, I meant it not just like, what are we going to use? What I meant is that you lose control over your purchasing ability and privacy if you can't use cash anymore how do you pay a babysitter how do you just give somebody a few bucks along the way just because you want to help them out everything is going to be known to who you know that's that's uh give a panhandler in 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 the in the the ventral market uh 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 uh, five shekels for 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 shabbat right you you wouldn't be able to do that so easily anymore and 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 who's going to know about that everyone you know i am 
people that have no business knowing it, maybe. So th- this is this was my worry. Okay, but go ahead. You're right. I mean, this this is part of the issue, and this is this is these are these are important comments that you're making. Um, uh, um, the more political money becomes, and again, money is always political because if we were dealing in utterly unpolitical money, then we would only have bartering. We can only use um, gold and silver or, or whatever. We can't we can't actually use money because money. What's called today money is what the the, the Formal terminology is, is is fiat currency. In other words, it's currency that does not have an intrinsic value of its own. Its value is based upon how much we trust it. Right. So the majority of people trust the U.S. dollar, and that is the case today, of course. Um, uh, uh, um, uh, then the dollar has uh, a level, uh, some level of, of value to it because of its trust. If that trust goes down... As opposed to, for instance, the uh, Japanese yen or the Chinese or the uh, British pound or whatever, then the exchange rate changes. Right. So the exchange rate is that's one of its one of its concepts. The exchange rate is, among other things, an issue of level of trust. But all of this has become political, highly political over the over the long term, particularly in the in the in the past few years. And these are things that people are less aware of. So when the consumer price, when when consumer price inflation or or the consumer price index rose from uh, from uh, from uh, from January through December of 2021, from 1.4% to 7%, this was a a result of political actions on on the one hand. And it was a result of pseudo-political actions by the Federal Reserve over the previous five years. Again, remember the, line, the time lag that I mentioned. So it took five years for many of their actions to take, a, to take effect. But the cumulative effect of the monetary policy and the politics was a vast rise in inflation. And now the question remains... Is this inflation transitory or is it real? And we, we're sort of running out of time, haven't we? Yeah, we are. And uh, and I'm, when we get back, maybe we can continue this just for a minute. One of the big things that's happening in Israel right now, maybe many of our listeners don't know, but that prices have gone up here. Electricity, I think, 5 or 6%. Uh, gasoline has gone up. Food prices have gone up. The people are very, very upset and angry about it. And um, there's a lot of talk about this right now in the economy, especially during the times of Corona when people have lost their jobs, are making less, are, um, how do you say, mukbal, like limited in what they can do, etc. So this is a big story here in Israel right now. Don't go anywhere, everybody. We're going to be right back after the break. You're listening to the Tamar Yano Show here at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. My guest is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem, and we are talking about money <laughs> always depressing the politics of money ukraine taiwan munich and beijing we'll be right back hi 
Hi, everyone. This is Andrea Semento from Jerusalem, inviting you to drop everything and join me on my show, Pull Up a Chair. We'll visit this week's quirky stories, meet fabulous guests, and discover my Israel. Together, we'll laugh, shout, and explain the topics that make us say, hey, we've got to talk about that. So get comfortable and pull up a chair with me, Andrea Simento, every Thursday on Israel News Talk Radio. We are back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, and our guest is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. And we are broadcasting here at Israel News Talk Radio live on Sunday between 4 to 5 p.m. Israel Holy Time or between 9 to 10 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time. By the way, we have another live show following us, and that is called Returning Home. Anyone who's interested in making Aliyah, moving to Israel, you're going to want to listen to that show. It's going to be live. You can call in, by the way, if you have any comments or questions as well. All right, so we were talking about the politics of money, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem, and I was ending that segment with that here in Israel just this last week, Prices have shot up, not just in the grocery store, but in the gas station at the gas station with the electricity. And it's winter now; people are heating their homes, etc. So, can, maybe you can explain to our listeners why this is all happening. Well, on one hand, it's very simple. Israel is a small country, a very small, a small, relatively small economy. So we're very um, uh, uh, sensitive to things that happen in other places. Well. We have uh, is energy independence or largely independent. We still have, we still import um, 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 automobile fuel, for instance, but but not uh, fuel for electricity. Um, so we're very dependent upon what goes on in the world. If inflation strikes in the United States and in Europe and in etc. etc. etc., then it comes here as well. That's, there's no choice about that. If the uh, uh, the price of oil, which is now hovering uh, around ninety dollars a barrel and still going up, and will almost almost everyone agrees that it will shortly reach a hundred dollars a barrel. Then this affects everything here as well because it affects the price of of transportation and it affects everything else. So a lot of things are not dependent upon us. And other things, another problem here in Israel is that again because we have a relatively small economy, there are still too many monopolies. And large companies always feel that they can do whatever they want. The consumer is their servant, not they are there to serve the consumers. That's so right. Have- In fact, there was another big shanda, another big complaint that uh, the the Israeli equivalent of the Snickers bar, which is called a gozi, is being sold for twice as much money in Israel than it is in America. In America, you can get it for like three shekels a bar here in Israel, or three and a half shekels for a candy bar. In America, in Israel, you're pay- paying eight shekels for a candy bar. And people are, you know, and you have to pay for shipping to the United States. So you have all these other costs that come in, right? And yet we're paying twice as much. People are incensed, and they say to the government, the least you could do is if the gas prices are going up, if electricity is going up, take away the taxes. 
or lower the taxes? Why are we always being hit? Well, it's not quite that simple. I'm, I, I have to admit, by the way, just as an aside, that I don't think I've ever eaten in a gozi because I don't like that kind of stuff. But that's besides the point. Uh, um, that's only one example of the problem, but the problem is much more than that. If you have a company, for instance, like Tnuva, which still owns something like uh, 60 or 70 percent of the dairy market in the country, and they're owned by the, by the, by the Chinese Communist Party, you have to remember that a lot of these things that happen are not um, initiated here. They're initiated in other places. So if we, if the large monopolies here are uh, 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 Tnuva, again, Chinese communists, uh, Nestle, Switzerland, uh, Unilever, etc., then uh, a lot of these things are not within our control. And even the government does not have a great deal of control over I don't know who manufactures the Egozi. I don't. Is that I, is that elite? I, it's it, possibly. I don't. I don't, know. I don't I remember. Don't, I don't think I've ever eaten it. So I don't know. Anyway, they're good. <laughs> they're okay, good. Snickers is good. Yeah. Not, okay. not the kind of thing that I've ever had. <laughs> that, right. that I that I eat. I don't know. Um, okay, let's move on. Move along now. Um, now, one of the things that we're seeing, again, partly as a result of monetary policies, partly as a result of politics and fiscal policies, etc., we've seen that the energy industry around the world has been uh, uh, in a state of, uh, of violent flux. We're seeing that energy prices are rising precipitously in many places throughout Europe, certainly, the price of oil that I just, that I just mentioned. Um, the Biden administration, instead of fighting this, has been curtailing the production of, uh, of energy within the United States. The United States under Trump was energy independent for the first time in 70 years. It no longer is. It, 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 uh, uh, not only is it in terms of quantity no longer independent, but in term, even in terms of uh, many of the pipeline projects and, and transportation of energy. So there are a lot of problems with energy throughout the world. And energy, of course, as, I, as we discussed last week, Energy, of course, is directly applicable to the whole issue around the Ukraine and what's happening with the Ukraine. And we won't go in again until, uh, uh, again, we, we won't repeat what, what we talked about last week about the, the Ukraine being a, a, a European problem. It is not a European problem. It's a worldwide problem. It's a worldwide issue. And one of the more interesting aspects of this is if Biden is perceived as being a weakling, and therefore Putin is attempting to take advantage of this weakness, well, then how does Xi Jinping react to it? Clearly, if Biden is perceived as being weak, if uh, Blinken is perceived as being a relative non-entity in terms of diplomacy, uh, and we're seeing that every, literally every single foreign policy uh, uh, um, initiative of the Biden of the Biden administration so far has failed, whether it be the um, uh, 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 Iran negotiations, whether it be Ukraine, uh, even AUKUS, which apparent, which should have been uh, done smoothly, um, is, is fraught with, fraught with pop problems. So the Chinese are not, going, are not standing idly by. They're looking very closely at what's happening. If America indeed 
continues to be weak, to show weakness, to not be capable of reacting to what's going on in Ukraine, what's going on in Central Europe, then they will conclude almost definitely that the same thing will happen in Taiwan. And if the Chinese actually do take Taiwan, well then America has basically lost the Pacific Ocean. And that is very, very big. Remember, the Chinese Navy in total is larger than the United States Navy, and it is 100% concentrated in the Pacific, while the United States Navy is spread all over the world. So America loses Taiwan, America loses the Pacific Ocean, and its freedom of navigation throughout the Pacific. And yet America's only talking about the Ukraine, the Ukraine, the Ukraine doesn't mention really Taiwan. They don't mention it because they don't know what to say. But the people that are mentioning it now are the uh, Prime Minister of Japan and Prime Minister of India, who are being very active where Taiwan is concerned. Um, China today fears the um, uh, fears Tokyo and uh, 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 Delhi much more than it fears Washington, and that is a tragic statement. And a very dangerous statement. I mean, it's very sad. It, it's sad to me, at least. Is there a possibility that the globalists and leftists in the United States who may be running Biden want this to happen? That's a very good question. But clearly, I don't have an answer to it. And, and I can't, I don't have data, sufficient data to even venture a guess. Um, uh, uh, you're inferring that your gut feeling is that it does have a bearing on it. I would say that my gut feeling would probably be to guardedly concur, but I don't have data. Mm -hmm. So I'm careful. Right. You're if a scientist. You like data. That's right. Companies, some of these massive companies like uh, Facebook, Google, uh, Microsoft, uh, et cetera, et cetera, all of these companies, all of these companies today are um, actively abet abetting the Chinese communists actively aiding the Chinese communists and actively working against the American government and the American people. And I do not say that lightly. All of these companies, for instance, Google is, uh, uh, is a, a leading force in Chinese development of artificial intelligence, which is the next big thing, so to speak, in the double quotation kind of thing. The next big things in terms of global weaponry and global uh, military dominance. So Google is actively aiding the Chinese, while at the same time, when the American government, DARPA, the uh, Department of Defense, asked Google to do some work for them, the, the employees of Google refused to participate in the project. Hmm. So these companies are definitely leaning towards what you're saying, but again, this is very circumstantial evidence, and I can't say it conclusively. It, there is a problem here, definitely. Okay, uh, so I just find it strange that since you're saying that they're going to lose the Pacific, and then all we hear about is Ukraine, 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 that's kind of worrisome. I mean, it just doesn't make well, sense. it's not quite true that all we're hearing is Ukraine. We, we are hearing things from the head of 
of uh, Central Command and from the head of Pacific Command. We have been hearing th things from them as well, but they're drowned out by the media. Yeah, I, I haven't heard that America has send, sent uh, troops, though, to Taiwan like they have to, uh, to the Ukraine. But we'll talk about it when we get back. We'll be right back, everybody. Shalom, I'm Leah Aharoni. Join me on my show, News from the Torah. Each Sunday, we'll use the weekly Torah portion as a prism for understanding the news today. Listen to News from the Torah to gain clarity about the times we're living in and to understand your own spiritual path in the process. News from the Torah, every Sunday on Israel News Talk Radio. All right, we are back here at the Tamar Yenosha on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. We're talking about all of the setups around the world that are happening, gearing us uh, to see war on, in different parts of the planet. We discussed uh, the Taiwan and China, and now I, uh, we, t we also mentioned U Ukraine and Russia. You want to talk now about Munich and Beijing, I understand. Dr. Well, I want to nothing. talk about Genocide Olympics. Genocide and Olympics? Yes. Okay. Remember the Olympic uh, Games in, 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 uh, uh, under the Nazis? Remember, an item that most people tend to forget, the word Nazi is a contraction. It's not the original name. The actual name is National Socialists. These were socialists. So, so talking about left and right is really rather inaccurate, or at least or very least misleading. They were socialists, but they, they their, their nationalism was above their socialism. In other words, it was socialism without the Marxist addition of uh, proletarian and united, etc., etc. But socialism like, is, is almost always racist. It always has been. Every socialist movement is racist. The Nazis were, of course, the racist with, uh, with all uh, due disrespect to... Uh, 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 what's her name? Uh, 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 Karen uh, Johnson, who calls herself Whoopi. Oh, uh, <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg, yeah. Uh, uh, with all due disrespect to her, and she deserves every disrespect that's possible, um, uh, the, the Nazis were totally racist. They hated not just Jews, but they hated a lot of other races and a lot of, a lot of, a lot of other groups as well, uh, and killed them. Uh, that included blacks. Um, and the Chinese communists are racists. They're not not just against the Uyghurs that we that we hear a little bit about, but they've been acting in terms of genocide against the Tibetans. I don't see any of these Black Lives Matter Black Lives Matters people talking about Tibet. I don't hear them talking about Mongolia. I don't hear about them talking talking about the Uyghurs. Um, I find that enormously embarrassing as somebody who I consider myself, at least in some respect, uh, a, a member of Western civilization or a, a, a small particle of Western civilization that 
anyone in the West is attending, including sports, and I, I'm not disrespecting in any way the athletes themselves. Uh, quite the opposite. I, I feel very strongly for their the amount of um, uh, of dedication and work that they put in to get to these places. But participating in genocide Olympics in uh, it, what was it 1936? I think it was in Munich or in 2022 in, in Beijing is a terrible thing to do. So um, you're calling it Genocide Olympics because China is involved in genocide. That's what you're saying. Absolutely. And to go Not there... The American government said it. The Chinese themselves have been to it. Mm-hmm. And, and to go there would be very, I mean, the least insensitive uh, but uh, immoral, you're saying it would be immoral. I think I think it's totally immoral. Uh-huh. Uh, I heard a talk with uh, Nick, uh, Nikki Haley the other day. Um, I heard it today. She she talked a few, a few days ago. I don't remember exactly when. Um, and she said it's not just the athletes themselves, but uh, if you look just at the athletes, um, all of these athletes, China has openly said that if they say things in uh, uh, um, uh, 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 that the Chinese communist party disagrees with they will be punished the athletes themselves well it was the same under the soviet union wasn't it no it was not soviet first of all i don't as far as i can recall the soviets never sponsored an olympic event (coughs) i'm not a great fan of sports i'm not certain what i'm saying there i might be wrong factually on that but i don't recall that the soviets actually had an olympics there uh, uh, in the Soviet Union, but the Soviets did not punish foreign athletes that I'm aware of, nor did they really threaten them openly. They might have um, uh, expelled them, which is, I don't care if they expelled them, but who cares? Yeah, I'm not talking about the foreigners. I'm talking about their own athletes if they said something, uh, you know. Oh, of course. And their own athletes were known to defect when they went overseas. Or or write in double quotation marks, if you like. um, but, uh, I mean, they're, they're at least their own citizens, but they're talking about foreign athletes. The Chinese are talking about foreign athletes, athletes that come to China to participate in the, in the Olympics. They have been warned, warned by their governments, both, both in America and in Israel, I'm, I'm aware. They have been warned uh, to uh, 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 be very careful about what they say because they are in danger. This is not a joke. This is not a joking matter. So they're in Athletes danger of what? have that coming to them as far as I'm concerned. I'm, I'm not a, again, I'm not a sports person, but I, I, I feel for them. They're and in the danger of what? They're in danger of what? Of, of, of being put in jail for one thing by the Chinese communists. Hmm. And the Chinese communists are the ones who said that. I, I'm not me that's saying this. The Chinese themselves said that athletes that arrive there and speak out against the government or demonstrate against the government will be punished. Their words, not mine. Well, you know, the Western world is not far behind with all their censorship and canceling of people. If you say something against the narrative, etc. So I don't disagree with you, but I don't quite agree with you. They're not far behind in terms of um, uh, 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 um, being nasty, if that's the right term, 
they're very far behind in terms of how nasty they can be. All right. So we only have five minutes left. I don't want to take up too much time. I want you to give us more information. Okay. Okay. So uh, um, uh, um, we need to remember, again, um, to just sort of a little bit tie it together the three different subjects. Poverty is very, very good for corporate elites. When you're talking about these big corporate giants, poverty and intergenerational poverty are very much desirable to them. Look at um, uh, 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 Facebook with its uh, new thing about the metaverse. And I don't know if people are aware, but there have already been gang rapes in the metaverse that have been reported upon. How, how does that work? Well, clearly it's not a physical rape, but if you're, if I don't know how to even express this politely, sorry, I, I, I'm, but if try. you, <laughs> if a woman has an avatar in the metaverse and a series of male avatars pounce on this her avatar in the metaverse, uh-huh. um, my understanding is again, <laughs> I'm a male. I'm not a. I'm not a female. So I'm. I'm. I'm no expert on this. Pardon me. Um, my understanding is that the woman that this that has happened to, and so and I've read two reports about this, are more than simply upset. Well, they're not physically harmed. There is a certain level of psychological harm here. Are there police and courts in this metaverse? <laughs> in this matrix? very good question. No. There are not. No, so it's and the that's Wild part West. Of the intention. Uh-huh. And they, 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 have, they have actually said that they do not want any of these kinds of um, uh, 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 structures. It's defund the, the police <laughs> in the metaverse. <laughs> okay. It's not so funny. It's no, no, I'm not laughing at, at that. I'm just laughing at just the, you know, defund the police also in the metaverse. That's what I'm laughing at. Not at the, God forbid, violation Los of Angeles, women. The, the second largest city in the United States is lacking 1,600 deputy sheriffs in the, in the Los Angeles County as a result of the of, of, of the defunding? lost funding. Uh huh. One thousand six hundred. Yeah. Well, that's what's going to happen. That's ter- it's terrible, and it's against it's against morality because even God says in the seven laws of Noah, which every human being has to is commanded to obey, you have to make courts of justice in your society because otherwise you're just going to have the strong ruling over the weak, and that is a wicked, wicked society where people cannot get justice. It's a terrible, terrible place. That is what is defined by the Bible as being Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah. That is the definition. Exactly what you just said. That's the definition. Yeah. Well. So if anybody's talking about defunding police, that's what they're defining. Sixty seconds, Mordechai. Okay. Um, uh, uh, um, all I can say again. Uh, um, if we, we, we bring this down very quickly to a personal level, be very, very careful over the coming months what you keep in terms of your financial assets, where you keep them, how you keep them. Be aware that things are not as they were. The Bretton Woods system that began after the Second World War does not 
function any longer, and it is not coming back. Everything is in change. Everything's in flux. And the biggest change we need to be aware of over the last 20 years and projected for the coming 20 years, the biggest change is in demography. Remember, India and China are 37% of the world's population. Both of them are rapidly shrinking, not growing. China's product, uh, female, pro, uh, uh, female, um, uh, uh, um, what is it called? Um, fertility. Fertility. Remember, fertility. Uh, steady, steady state is two point one one. Chinese is one point zero one. All right, we're going to have to leave it at there. We're going to have to leave it there. Dr. Mordechai Ben Menachem, thank you very much again for joining me on the show. When we get back. It won't be me, but it'll be hey, Natalie and her live show. If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel, plus little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. If you're hearing this message, everyone else can too. Advertise with Israel News Talk Radio and get your message out to people. We'll build a personalized package for you. Contact advertising at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Straight talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, this is Jake in Anchorage, Alaska, and I love listening to all the super interesting interviews and up-to-date information on what's happening in Israel. Hello, this is Anna King, originally from London, now living in Israel. And what can I say? Israel News Talk Radio is my cup of tea. My name is Bhaskar. I'm from India, and I love listening because you get to know the truth and wonderful voices from this lovely country. Mom! Okay, wait a minute. Hi, this is Chava Dax, and I'm calling for the rolling hills of Malaya Dumim, just north of Jerusalem. I always listen to Israel News Talk Radio to get all the latest news and commentary and to keep me up to date every day. This is Sarah Dax from Malaya Dumim, and I'm 12. I wish Israel News Talk Radio was boring so my mom wouldn't listen to it all the time. Mom! You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. 